Welcome to Shame the Thrones, your weekly recap and review podcast for HBO's uh, two-faced uh, narrative of a TV show, uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, my name is Doug. With me, as always, is Brian. Brian, how you doing? I'm left speechless uh, by your, your introduction once again. Yeah. Truly a, a, a picture of a madman descending into mania as we go with each <laughs> continuing declining in creativity, humor, <laughs> interest. Just name it. I hate it. It's almost like, you know, it's, uh, the, I'm, my humor and my, uh, I guess, competence is, is uh, reflected in uh, King Viserys' body, slowly decaying, <laughs> withering, yeah. uh, corporeal uh, figure. You've got like a reverse uh, picture of Dorian Gray thing going on here. <laughs> just yeah, like a reverse Benjamin Button, just getting real old, <laughs> like normal. Yeah, like Jack. <laughs> sure. Uh, so yeah, this week we're talking about season one, episode eight, uh, uh, the Lord of the Tides, the Prince of the Tides. Um, I don't know about that name, but uh, what did you think of the episode? I thought it was really good. Uh, it, it kind of overwhelming and uh, it, a lot happened i just watched it and i had a very frustrating experience the hbo max app would kept freezing on me so i didn't get to digest it quite as uh, smoothly as i would have liked to but mm-hmm. i thought that was an excellent one um I, there's a lot to talk about so let's talk about it yeah Not i gotta agree rather than the general yeah mm-hmm. uh i for well, this is this like knocked it out of the park for me uh that's one of the best maybe Top one, two, I don't, I can't remember. Starting to bleed together, but I thoroughly enjoyed this, even though, uh, you know, I didn't like some of the, you know, the character choices and some of the actor replacements with these time jumps. You know, um, you get to like the goof, the goofball, the harmless goofball likes to jack out <laughs> outside of windows. Next thing you know, he's raping people, and you're like, oh, well, there goes one person, uh, another person I can't root for. You know, it's just. You it's didn't root for him after seeing his hairy ass. Yeah, I thought that I was rooting for him because of that. <laughs> seems out of character for you, um, <laughs> as a fellow uh, hairy assman. Um, yeah, so it's it's really funny that that kid, and then uh, we've got the older kid, the one-eyed Robin, um, just looking like a menace throughout this episode. Uh, it, it's it's really interesting to me how they've made um, Allison's children turn out to be monsters or pieces of shit, despite her being the the holier than thou character. To Throughout the entire series, right. So the guy uh, really with interesting choice, the guy with the one eye. That's the younger kid, which I thought was incredibly miscast because that guy looks like he's thirty years old. Little. Uh, meanwhile, the older kid, the guy that was jacking off in the windows, the chubby faced, uh, pale one that's drinking and raping mm-hmm. people. I, I I don't know. It it he he's the older one by good measure, uh, and he seems like the younger one. I guess they're they're you know he's soft bodied and kind of a shitheel now, but uh, I don't know if I agreed with the casting or the perceived, what I'd say is the age difference. Maybe it's just that guy's angular face with the eye patch, but he looks old as fuck. Um, God. But I, I think I do. I do like his look. I mean, it looks like a fucking menace yep. uh, throughout the entire episode, sure. and his uh, his resemblance to Damon uh, is really striking as well. And it's funny them two seeing each other, and it just it's a game recognized game moment for sure. I, I um, thought immediately of Kylo Ren and Darth Vader. Uh, you probably don't know anything about Star Wars, but uh, yeah, I've watched, I've seen the Star Wars. You seen the new one? I mean, it's uh, the new trilogy is universally uh, acclaimed as being one of the best. Uh, that sucks there. but still but still like yeah you could tell like we'll get into it but when uh damon cut that guy's head in half you could see like aim and uh 
<laughs> get all chubby. It's like, oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, finally a role model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm anticipating a showdown between those two at some point. I think I'll be disappointed if we don't get that at some point. Yeah, we'll see. I don't even remember. Um, uh, but yeah, getting into specifics. Uh, yeah, I thought the whole thing was a banger. Uh, you know, the, the, the Lord of the Tides, uh, whatever, uh, Corley's getting injured somewhere far away, and like now the uncle coming in. I thought that was a little tedious, but it just was like a mechanism to get all these people in one place at one time and have this interaction, which I thought this interaction from the you know the throne room scene where Varys come, uh, yeah, uh, Varys, Varys, what's his name? Viserys comes in. And uh, that shit was great, and the the like the the dinner, that shit was awesome. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with it. <sighs> I even like the harvest and the dragon egg. I thought that was cool. Yeah, uh, I would even like to have seen more of that, or you know what that how that plays out. But maybe that's coming. So I thought that was a really neat scene too, just to show how much Damon is. Um, he's kind of a, a man about a Renaissance man, you know, when it comes to. This kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a coxman when it comes to dragon eggs and dragons in general. And like you said earlier in the season, like you feel like we didn't get enough dragon stuff, and they've been giving us like seems like more. Like here's a little bit more of uh, people interacting with the dragons or how they're trained. Um, so I really appreciate that. You know, the biggest uh, surprise to me was that the king died in this episode. Finally? Because based on his appearance at the beginning of the episode, I thought he had at least five more years. <laughs> it is ridiculous. That they're just <laughs> keeping them together with duct tape and, like, super glue. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't, the but, Phantom of the Opera. He could be a U.S. politician. He just needs a spray tan and an ill-fitting suit. You fit right in. <laughs> Speaking of politician, yeah, I just... Now that... Um, whatever Alicent is ruling the kingdom while her, uh, you know, one-eyed decrepit corpse of a husband is sitting in bed all day on uh, morphine. Mm-hmm. She's redecorating, put uh, the equivalent of crosses everywhere. She's running around in a, you know, uh, wearing star, the seven star of the, whatever, the religious group, just trying to see that she's so pious. Meanwhile, she's paying for her kids' abortions. I mean, it's, there's no, <laughs> there's no parallels with today uh, in politics. It's just, it's completely uh, fiction and fantasy. It's great. Um, but I, I do like, she seemed more sympathetic this time around or more like a reasonable person just because she's like, oh God, my son's a piece of shit. Um, yeah. No son of mine. Um, you know, she was a little bit more likable, which I appreciate. And they did make the point that she has been taking care of the, the king yep. through all of this. I mean, it's it's clearly Oliver manipulating her or some combination of her her ambition and Oliver manipulating. Um, but that is a fair point to make, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you mean Otto, right? Not Oliver, but I think yeah, Oliver's, I yeah. Oliver's a pretty dope name too. And then her actually appearing to set aside differences too. Um, it was such a change of tone from what, how she had reacted prior to this, uh, that I thought was refreshing and really helped make her character look a little bit better. Yeah, and I mean, this is how you do tragedy. Like, you, you bought it. Like, uh, I, at least I did. You know, the king is, is you know, you could tell it's a struggle for him. I mean, it took him, like, I don't know, three minutes to make that trek from the, the, the throne room to the, to, the, to the seat. And he makes this impassioned speech during the dinner. And, you know, the cheersing happens. I mean, and, you know, like, once again, uh, it's kind of similar to when they had, uh, I think, Rhaenyra 
propositioned like the marrying of the kids between Alicent and her kids to like heal right. the wounds, and you're like, oh great, take this take this exit ramp to save to get to divert or uh, avert disaster. And uh, obviously that doesn't happen. And it's he felt the same thing here. Like, oh man, this could all work out. They could all be uh, one big happy family. And and the way they fucking broke that goddamn spell was the be- it was the most beautiful part of the season so far. They just <laughs> set that big fucking <laughs> the pink dread right in front of Eamon. and then that little kid just started <laughs> couldn't help but laugh. And then that was when shit hit the fan. Oh, it was terrific. Yeah, and I I do like it's interesting to me how <clears throat> the families are ready to put aside their differences, but unfortunately the, the hate has been burned into their children at this point, yeah. and the children can't work through it. You know, so they poison the well so much uh, within their families, it's it's leading to the downfall, which I think is an interesting uh, spin on it. Sure, absolutely, the sins of the the parent, uh, you know, on under the kids because you got to remember the the parents like remember a time before the animosity, children. That right. didn't exist. The animosity was in the crib. You know what I mean? They, uh, you know, they they know nothing else. It's it's like it doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, it's it's really poignant to see that it's <laughs> these people already fucked up. I don't know. They fucked up their kids, uh, and it's gonna be hard to get them back on track if ever. So I like that. Yeah. I thought that the whole um, who's taking over Driftwood, the the Driftwood throne. I'm not sure that that was really. Um, I don't know that that was set up that well. I didn't really even understand what was going on for a lot of that, or I wasn't even sure who they were talking about, but I, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. But I, I don't think that the uh, Dreadlock Rasta family was was sufficiently fleshed out no, and, in terms but, of what they wanted. And I, th- and I think, as I said earlier, is I think it was just an excuse to get all these people uh, yeah. back to the Red Keep to have the the next conversations. So, like, you, I guess I, you know, you could relate to the uncle. So, the, the uncle guy is saying, you know, of Coralise dies, you know, I'm, I'm the last steward of my family name, and uh, I've got to keep the bloodline going. Meanwhile, like, you know, Rainey's, her daughters are definitely Valerians from Valeria mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're Coralise's kids, and there's no doubt about their... Um, uh, befitment. I know that the the Driftwood throne or whatever it's called is supposed to go to Jaceres, the youngest of the strong children, Rhaenyra's kid. Um, but at, later on in the episode, she offers to like marry the cousins. You know, right? So that it, at that point, the uncle really has no legitimate. Um, argument like his argument is like i don't want my family line to die out by having a you know an imposter sit the driftwood thing and i'm I'm like okay that you know that kind of makes sense but there's other ways to avert it he just wanted it for himself um and he couldn't get over the pride uh, and it was great when he's like <laughs> damon's like yeah say it say it say it say it <laughs> they're yeah. bastards i was like yes i would have liked that wiping the sword afterward no need and just yeah. walking back calmly no need. Yeah, and, then, and then off to the family dinner yeah. off to the olive garden no <laughs> we're gonna watch fast six it's all about yeah. family and go to the olive garden uh yeah it's a uh, no big deal but i would have liked to have seen uh fire as the champion of house Targaryen. i would have liked them to burn him alive or something just to show the um uh, maybe not that extreme, but show the the king's virility um, by having like 
you know, punishment meted out by himself, maybe by his own hand. But I guess it just made more sense to speed things along, just have his, uh, you know, head cut off, and that's fine. Yeah, um, I was fine with that. I, they didn't. I didn't. Again, I guess it all ties back to this is just an excuse to get everyone together. Yep. But I didn't even understand that guy's motivation. And you know, the, in the after show, they said that. Um, I think they said he's uh, tries to. I don't remember what they were saying. Like he's honest to a fault and he believes in right. And this was actually a, a way to try to keep peace or, or not keep peace to follow the traditions. And it wasn't so much a selfish thing, which I don't think that came across in the character at all in the show. I agree. I thought, I don't think it came across. Like I, I understood his motivations, but I, I didn't think they were uh, solid enough. Like I said, it's, mm-hmm. it seemed like he just wanted it for himself. There was no other alternatives made. He just didn't want... It came off as pride to me. It came off as he didn't want an imposter uh, sitting the sitting uh, on his family seat, having his right. name when he's not related to him, uh, in fact, at all. Um but yeah, who cares? That that's like I said, it's just it was he was set up from the beginning to just be a guy that gets gets these people together. Um just an excuse. Um so that's fine. I didn't see his uh, mother uh the 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 Viserys guys all these names man, I'm having trouble tracking. Oh, Viserys uh, uh sister. I did not see her uh, making a play for the throne, uh, what you know, she at least represented to initially. I thought that one kind of came out of a left field, but um, it was I interesting. Agree. Perhaps she was just using that as leverage as well. Yeah, it almost seemed like um, you know she was sitting the throne until Corlys got back, and it didn't even seem like she had that in her to like saying, "Well, instead of giving it to Jaceres, maybe it should go to me. I should be ruling." And I don't know if she ever had that. I think. She might have just pretended to when uh, Reyna brought it up. Uh, speaking of names, so like <laughs> when uh, Viserys' sister, Rain Rainiera, no Rainies, is in the Godswood and Rainier shows up and she brings uh, the the granddaughter, um, you know mm-hmm. Damon's kid. Her name is Reyna. So you have Rainies, Rhaenyra, <laughs> and Reyna. Right. And, and, and fuck you. Uh, and I've heard people calling Corlys, Corlys, whatever. If you want to, whatever, you know, because all these E's. I mean, there's a guy named Larry Strong, and that sounds like Varys. All these goddamn names. And there's like 10 different names in Aegons, which is how we get into trouble at the end. And I will say the prophecy stuff at the end was the one part I'm like, uh, we don't really need that. You know, it, it, it gave motivation to... Either queen, uh, you know, uh, Alicent and uh, Rhaenyra to have like prophecy be the excuse of why they're gonna butt heads and have to get their kids on the you know the Iron Throne or whatever. Uh, which I thought, you know, they don't they don't really need that. I I would think the kids could just start the war by themselves, as demonstrated from the end of the feast. You know what I mean? And then they have to like, well, we gotta back the yeah. my son. I gotta back my you know. <laughs> My little fapper, you know, <laughs> I pay a little fapper. Yeah, Jesus. Um, and the, the, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't clear, so I did not really pick up on that. I mean, I, I understand why you name every single person Aegon, but I didn't pick up what that that was the point when Rhaenyra heard it. But it certainly was with Alicent, and uh, you know that's enough to drive the fight, you right. know, or drive a battle because the prince that's promised or whatever. Um, 
So yeah, I thought that was, I agree. That was one of the weaker efforts um, in this episode, I thought too. And people are saying on the interwebs that the Aegon he was referring to at the end, the prince that was promised, was John. Uh, John Snow, because I think his real name is Aegon. <laughs> Isn't his real name Aegon? It's Aemond or Aegon. I don't remember. It doesn't really matter because, once again, who cares? He wasn't really the prince that was promised. I mean, Bran is the final king, and uh, what's her face? Arya kills the Night King, so who gives a shit about all this prophecy stuff? I keep oh, hate, God, I hate yeah. all the prophecy shit because it amounts to nothing, um, and we know that, and it reminds me of season eight. So yeah. it's just all bad. That's and why seven and six. <laughs> and half of five. Yep. Uh, but otherwise, yes, uh, great episode. Any other, uh, you know... Details. Yeah, how many kids is Rainier going to have? It's it's not a clown car lady. I mean, it's, she's she's they're just kid after kid. Um, it is odd how everybody seems to have just put the uncle and niece thing aside. Yeah, and you know, other than Vaymond or whatever his name is. And then, did I hear correctly? Were two of Allison's kids married? Yeah the 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 idiot daughter who's played yeah. with insects is married to her older brother, the fapper. The uh, window jacker. Uh, so now is Aegon. it? I guess that that uh, interfamily relationships are just normalized now. Um, and if so, they didn't really make a good enough point about that. And it's also odd to me that Allison would let it happen, considering right. you She's know all how the fate she was. of the seven and all the religious yeah. connotations and stuff. Um, so that kind of bothered me. Yeah, a little bit because it was kind of glossed over. They didn't really even mention it. You know, there was mm-hmm. just an offhand comment. Oh, you know, being married to him is not so bad. He's usually drunk all the time and ignores me. I thought that was fine, but that's how like we learn that the brother and sister are married. Um, well, and I guess the, the the normalization of that has it, it, it's really not brought up. The marriage is not brought up um, between Damon and um, Rhaenyra's. Or whatever the hell. Yeah, one of the things. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I thought the dinner scene, too. You know, it was, I was laughing at first because the Phantom of the Opera removed his mask. And, you know, you don't win debate points with a gaping <laughs> hole in your face. You know? Or maybe you do. And then during that, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can intimidate your your, opponent, your debate opponent there. Um, it, it's uh, also, you know, I don't. I read online some people were saying that. That uh, part of when uh, Damon picked up the crown and put it back on um, on the king's head, that was kind of a symbol of him, you know, saying, "You are the king. You deserve to be the king." And perhaps Damon is realizing in the moment that uh, Viserys ruled with uh, compassion instead of um, instead of fear and fire and brimstone. Which you know, I, I don't know. I think he may have been doing that, but the ineffectiveness of it has been evident throughout this entire thing. Yeah. And that's what led to, to all these problems is his, him not willing to sit or put his foot down and say, this ends now. Uh, and here are the consequences, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sterner with my kid than, than this idiot, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, it, it's a, also, what also struck me about it is what a hilarious contrast it is to some of the, um, game of Thrones, um, House leaders like uh, Tywin Lannister or um, Roose Bolton or some of these guys that were hard as nails, and you've got this weenie who can't, you know, keep keep the grandchildren in line. You know, yeah. you imagine Tywin Lannister putting up with this crap; it'd be hilarious. Yeah, but he was also a hypocrite. You know, um, yeah, that's true. Gave it, yeah, sleeping with whores after giving <laughs> his son like all these whore talks. Like you will not see that whore anymore. Um, 
Yeah, like I think they they set out before he he had his redemption of like stop taking the milk of the poppy. They've been setting this guy up as the bad guy, like it's all his fault. Um, I I just don't buy that. I definitely think he's to partly to blame, but I mean these people are pieces of shit. Like Otto Hightower yeah. forced his daughter didn't force her. I mean basically your parents tell you to she do something. She didn't have she a didn't, choice yeah. to have sex with an old man for political gain for his political gain. She wasn't. She was just a fucking puppet getting manipulated. I mean you can't blame that on fucking Viserys. You can't put like he is the reason for all this shit. He's just another fucking brick in the wall. He's just another chain. Uh, you know obviously he's a problem um but yeah they they made it seem especially in this episode in the beginning that it's all his fault but i did love i didn't love because i can't root for damon uh but i did like the moment because i think damon is like he was trying to be the good second brother uh Mm -hmm. but like the second sons you know they're always a problem like you know (laughs) Tyrion's a second son it's like um you know ned was a second son until you know his older uh, you know, his older brother died, you know, years ago. One of the reasons they sparked the War of the Five Kings or whatever, not whatever, the Roberts Rebellion, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. So I, I think that was that was sweet, but once again, I can't forget that the guy, you know, he's fucking his Yeah, Bran was, <laughs> was a real fucking problem, too. Yeah, Bran was a real problem. Here, let me get that list. crown. <laughs> Here, let me get that crown, uh, brother. Hey, do you want to yeah. smell my finger? I just, <laughs> you want to... Sp- what the fuck? He's having sex with his fucking married his daughter. That's weird. Oh, oh, well, I thought. And you he murdered Brian. his wife. Well, you know that girl from the the veil. He's a piece of shit. Right. So I mean, it's I yeah. can't it, going back to rooting for these people, but you want them all to be happy because you just want less pain. You want less awfulness. And uh, not in the show, Doug. I guess yeah. <laughs> I want lunacy. I want bedlam. <laughs> stop. Well, you're probably gonna get it. So yeah. Good luck. Yep. All right. Anything else? I think. Uh, yeah. I've said everything. No, I think that's all I have to add. All right, great. Uh, Thank you for being with us, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, Maybe, maybe next Wednesday. Who knows? 